Are you all ready for the word of God? Open up your Bibles. We're going to start off on Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28. Today I want to talk to you about being, uh, about the blessing of a tither. The blessing of a tither. And uh, I really believe that you're going to experience one of the greatest, most prosperous year this year. That God is going to show you his glory. He's going to show you his power. That increase is going to come from the north, south, east, and west. And that it's the Lord that does it so that he gets all the glory and all the honor. Amen. And so you have to follow God's ways. And I want to teach you God's ways on how to be a tither, how to be a giver. In Genesis chapter 28, beginning verse 10, it says, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you, on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be, the dust, be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you. Say, God is with me. And will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Verse 20. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this, this stone, which I've set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. We're talking about the blessing of a tither. Jacob had a, had a dream. I, you know, this, this has absolutely nothing to do with my message, but I had a dream. I just want to share it. And, and I don't know if it, it, it means anything at all, but it blessed me. Uh, just in, you know, I thank God for Reverend Billy Graham, you know, in his life and, and uh, just the honor and the glory uh, that God received through his life and the millions in the, of lives that were changed all over the world because this man was faithful to, to serve the Lord. Amen. And uh, such a general in the faith. And I had, I had a dream the other night that uh, I was surrounded by Reverend Billy Graham and there was another general in the faith. And uh, we were like in a, in a studio and uh, I was just, you know, just quiet as can be. And I'm just, thank, I, I'm just like amazed that I'm sitting with these two men. And, uh, but when I, I began to speak, I was, I was speaking into a microphone and the glory of God just hit all of us. And we just began to cry and cry and cry and cry. And I woke up and I was like, wow, that was awesome. Let me thank God for good dreams, amen. And I mean, that was a dream of just me preaching the gospel. I, I couldn't have a better dream. I was just blessed, amen. 
Um, but here, Jacob had a dream. And I've been studying the, the life of Jacob. Jacob. I've, I've, I've just been really blown away how God, you know, poured out his blessing upon this man and had to take him from someone who didn't re really know who he was and what was working up on his life and what God was going to do with him. And God had to reveal it little by little by little. And so here Jacob was, he was on his way. And you know where, where he was going? He was looking for a wife. He was looking for a wife. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen. How many single men are here? Lift up your hand. Let me see if you're a single man. Ladies, look real quick. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want to get everybody married. I'll tell, I want to get everybody married. But, but Jacob was on his way following direction to find a wife, you know. And the Bible says he who finds a wife. That means you got to look, amen. And uh, don't get me started on marriage. I, I told you, I, I want to get everybody married. But let me just say this one last thing before I continue on with the blessing of the tither. You know, you have a phone that has connection to everybody in the whole world. And, and me and my wife, we've been married for 24 years, and I just had to go to Harlingen to find her, amen. And so... Look, gentlemen, for a wife, you'll find a good thing, amen? You don't have to look far, amen? Hallelujah. But Jacob had a dream. Say, Jacob had a dream. Jacob had a dream. And God showed him the dream of angels descending and ascending unto heaven. And then God began to pour out the blessing and reveal the blessing. He said, he said Jacob, listen, I'm going to bless you with so many children and descendants. They're going to be like the dust of the earth. And he said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bless you, and this land that you stand on is your land. God just said everything. He just poured out his blessing upon Jacob. He showed him the depth of the blessing in that one dream. I mean, think about it. God spoke to Jacob. I am going to be with you, and I'm going to bring, bring you back to this land that I'm giving you. Amen. Basically, God says you're going to be successful. You're going you're gonna to be protected. You're, you're going to see my glory. And your family and your children are going to be blessed. When Jacob woke up from having that encounter with God, he began to realize, man, there's something on my life. That this is a promise, not just to Jacob, but this is a promise that God made to, to his father Abraham. And so he began to recognize there's a blessing of working upon my life. And so he went to God. He spoke to God. He said, God, if you do everything you said you'd do to bless me, to, to take care of me, when I, when I don't even have a house, I don't even have a home, I don't even have a pillow to lay my head. But God, if you would do what you said you would do, I make this vow to you, God, a tenth of everything that you increase me with belongs to you. Jacob was recognizing what God had promised he'll do for him. Jacob received the word of the Lord for his life. And because of the word of the Lord for his life, Jacob made a vow to God. See, God made a vow to Jacob. God said, I will bless you. I will I will increase your, your family. I will give you this land and your descendants I'll bless them. You're going to increase north, south, east, west. God was pouring out his blessing upon Jacob. And in response to the blessing that God had just put upon Jacob, Jacob said, everything that you increase me with, God, a tithe belongs to you. Everybody say a tithe. Ten percent belongs to you. And so Jacob made the vow to God. God did not call for the tithe. 
Jacob made the vow to God. Amen? Amen? And so this tithe thing is not something that God called for. This is what Jacob and also Abraham instilled as a way of honoring God for the blessing that he put upon their life. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that this blessing is upon Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the descendants, David, all the way to Jesus. And the Bible says that we are now in Christ, that we have been adopted into the family. And so Jacob is our great-grandfather. Abraham is our great-grandfather. That means that blessing that was upon Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David, and Jesus is now the same blessing. What God just told Jacob there is now operating on your life too. Amen? And so the blessing's upon your life. Tell your neighbor the blessing is upon your life. And it's important that you know what God says he'll do for you. That's what happens immediately as, as you give your life to the Lord and surrender to his ways. You begin to experience God's blessings. God is now on your side. The devil can't touch you no more because you are no longer his property. The Bible says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Before you were trying to make a way for yourself, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, God has already made a way for you. He puts your feet on solid ground. And all he expects you to do is just to follow him. If you will follow his, his spirit and be led by the Holy Ghost, everything you will see everything that God promised happened in your life. Amen. Amen. You don't have to worry about tomorrow when you know that God has already taken care of your tomorrow. Matter of fact, Jesus, Jesus even says this. He says, listen, wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And so he says, store up your treasures in heaven. Everybody say heaven. Amen. Store up your treasure in heaven where nothing, no moth or rust can corrupt. Thieves can't break in a steel. But wherever your, your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And then he says this, do not worry. Do not worry what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to your life. See, I've been trying to, it is one of my greatest prayers for you. That this year you will learn not to ever worry about your daily necessities that God is your father and he's a good father and he'll take care of you he'll put food on the table clothes upon your back he'll make sure you have a home and a shelter and he'll make sure that wherever you go you are well provided for you know the, the beautiful thing about about serving the Lord and live for God God will take care of all your daily necessities but then he will bless you as you follow him and obey him the Bible says a good man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. He will increase you and prosper you and bless you, but he wants to make sure that you're working and serving him and not money. Jesus said you cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and money. You gotta choose who you're gonna serve. Thank God for money, but you can live without money. You cannot live without God. And it's all about giving God the glory, giving God the honor for your life. If you will learn that I'm going to give God glory and honor for my life, then you will realize that money is just something that you can serve God with. 
Just like the sword that David carried was, a, was an instrument that God used that, that, that David could serve God with, money is just an instrument that I could serve God with. That's all it is. That's all it is. Amen. And, and as we begin to serve God with what he blesses with, you will see the blessings of God upon your life. Just this past Friday, this one woman in the church, she came up to me, she said, Pastor, I just gave an offering for the, for the, the, the nursery that we're going to be building and, and uh, for the TV ministry. And she said, Pastor, I got to tell you, I keep on giving, but I'm receiving more than what I give. It, I can't give fast enough. As soon as I give, it's like God pulls out a, a special treasure just for me. I'm so blessed. That's the giving life. That's the blessed life of a giver. The blessed life of a tither. How many of you want to live completely free of ever having to worry about money again? Let me see your hands. you got to change your mind. Instead of thinking about how am I going to increase in money, you have to begin to change your mind to how can I serve God? And if money is a way I'm going to serve God, I'm going to serve God that way as well. And as you do that, you're going to see that instead of you chasing money, money will start chasing you. You will start doing things in faith that you couldn't do with, with money. You will stand in positions of power and begin to speak words of wisdom and knowledge that money could not buy. God will begin to bring people from north, south, east, and west. Opportunities will come your way. And the only reason they'll come your way is because the Lord's hand of blessing is upon your life. Because God has commanded this blessing upon you. Who's your father? You have a heavenly father? And then you also have an earthly father named Abraham that received the blessing of God upon his life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I want to encourage you to make a vow before God to say everything that comes in, Lord. Every time you increase me, God, a tithe shall be my, my worship unto you. A tithe shall be the glory that I'll give you. The thanksgiving I give to you for blessing my hand. Amen. In Malachi chapter 3. Beginning in verse 6, Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed. O sons of Jacob. Who's a son of Jacob in this place? Are we sons of Jacob? Yet from the days of your fathers you have, not gone, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Everybody say tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven... And pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be the delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, how many remember the, the, the Jacob's ladder that we just showed? That's the window of heaven. See, God hasn't forgotten that there's, a win there's windows of heaven that are open and available for you. 
God showed it to Jacob. And some of you need to begin to receive it by faith in your heart that those windows of heaven are open up to your life. Amen. That are going to pour down a blessing upon you. The word of God says that there will not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Say windows of heaven are open to me. Why? Because you're a tither. Because you're a tither. God says, I'm going to open up these windows of heaven that there will not be enough room to receive it. Amen. And, and so the first blessing of a, of a tither is God positions you. He positions you to receive his blessing. Amen. There's a lot of people that they're saved. They love God, but they're not tithers. And so they're always struggling in one area or another. They might have a lot of money, but they also have a lot of responsibility and bills. And so they, their stewardship of their money ha- interferes in them serving God. When they find out there's a need in the house of the Lord, instead of them giving willingly, they look at their, need, they look at their, their bills and they're like, I can't afford. Okay, so apparently the money has you instead of you have the money. And that, you know, the devil's very good at that. He puts, you, he puts people under curses of, of debt. And so, you know, it's, it's amazing. As soon as you get out of debt, you get right back into debt because they say that's the way you're supposed to do it. But that's not true. That's not true. The Bible says that you shall, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And so being someone who's blessed by God, you have to take an outlook that I'm going to own and not borrow. Already this year, there are two families, young families in the church that I know of that they bought brand new cars and paid cash in full. They weren't shopping for a loan. They weren't shopping for a note. They were shopping for a car. And God had already blessed them. Amen. If God will do it for them, God can do it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm next. Amen. And so God positions you to be blessed, to, to, be, to receive his blessing. That's the first, the first blessing of the tither. In verse 10, it says, Bring all the tithes of the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now the second blessing is found in, in the second uh, blessing of a tither is found in verse 11. It says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And so the second blessing of the tither is God's supernatural protection. God's supernatural protection. God might give you direction and, and lead you and says, listen, I want you to begin to work here or do this. I want you to begin to, to serve in this area. I want, he might open up a door for you to be in business or open up a door for you to work for a business. But the word of God says that he will guard over your, your harvest so that it will bear forth fruit and no devourer will come in to destroy it. No devourer come in to destroy it. There's, a, there's a, a one, one woman in the, in the church that they were, they were getting ready to downsize in, her, in, her, in the business. And they were going to fire everyone in, in her department. But instead of firing her, you know, when she found out about this, she went before God. She said, no, Lord, I'm a tither. I'm a tither. She claimed her position of being a tither. 
As a tither, the word of God says that God will rebuke the devourer for her sake. Amen. And so, so she claimed that, that I'm a tither. I will not be fired. I will not be fired. And so she wasn't fired. She was, she was actually given a raise. And then afterwards, afterwards, they wanted to downsize again. But the Lord opened up a better door for her so that not only did, did, uh, did she uh, get a better door, but she got even more, more increase in finances and a promotion in a new job. Amen. Listen, that's our God. He will rebuke the devourer because you're a, t- you're a tither. Amen. I don't know about you, but, you know, in this world, they, they love to buy insurance. They buy, they, 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 not only do they buy insurance for it, they buy life insurance, they buy health insurance, they buy car insurance, they buy, they buy every kind of insurance, school insurance, but they now, they, they buy insurances on, on debts. They say, borrow this money and, and then buy an insurance that you'll pay up the money if you can't pay it. I mean, they, they buy insurance, but the word of God says that you have an insurance from the Lord, that he will rebuke the devourer, amen, hallelujah. And so when you tithe, you are under the protection of the Lord, amen. Say, when I tithe, I'm under God's protection. That not just, that's not just your physical being, that's the things you invest in, that's the work that you do, amen. Your business will not go under in Jesus' name, amen. You know, someone asked me, they said, should I tithe from the business? Wherever you want the blessing to come upon, tithe. So if you want it just to come upon your personal increase, tithe from there. If you want it to come from uh, upon your business, that God will be working upon your business to bless, tithe there as well. Amen? Hallelujah. And so the, the last blessing of the tither, verse 12, it says, And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Amen? Tell your neighbor, you're a delightful land. Oh, you got to say it with a smile, you're a delightful land. That, that's not harassment, okay? That's not harassment. Amen? But you will be a delightful land. In other words, people will become envious of who you are and where you are. There are we talked about God restoring people's names. You know, there are a lot of business people that, that lost everything. But when they came to God, God restored them. And they became a delightful land. Matter of fact, there are, there are business people that I know of that, that when I would say, if I said their name, you would, you would say that is a, a person of integrity, of prosperity, of increase. He's a delightful land. Yes, but that person also was someone who was bankrupt. I remember one man was bankrupt seven times. He could not do anything. He could not succeed in business. But, and he didn't want to do anything for business. But when he started coming to the church, he heard the word of the Lord. He gave his life to God and began to say, Lord, if you'll bless me and use me, I will serve you through my business. He came up with a plan. He went before God. They came in agreement. They prayed the blessing of the Lord. He started the business, and from day one, he became prosperous. Today is a delightful land. I believe God's going to make you a delightful land where your neighbors will be jealous, your family will be jealous, your, your city will be jealous. Because they see the prosperity of God upon your life. Instead of being someone that has pulled the society down, God will, will, will raise you up and people will see the glory of the Lord. You know what happens when they see the glory of the Lord upon your life? You become someone that others will look up to and say, one day I will be like that. 
And they will look at you and they'll ask you, how did you get there? And you will have no other answer except to tell them, it is the blessing of the Lord that's upon my life. I am a tither and God has done this work. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say, I'm a tither. I'm blessed by the Lord. I honor God with the tithe of all I increase. It is me giving God glory for all the things he's done for me. Father, I claim all the blessings of the tither upon my family, upon my children, and upon my life. I believe, so I make this vow to serve you and honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen.